Hey guys, it's Tom here. Just wanted to let you know that we have a Patreon you can get on for $3 a month and you get bonus episodes every week. And if you sign up for the whole year, you get a 10% discount. That's $2.70 a month, I believe. And we also have a tier where you can be a guest on the Patreon show. You could pick a band yourself to defend and uh, and do it on the Patreon. So get on over there. It's patreon.com slash stand by your band. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street, joined, as always, by the Prince of Snarkness himself, Tommy McNamara. How are you, Tommy? I'm doing well, but I'm going to start out hot today because I got a bone to pick with our guest. Our guest is Graham K. Say hello to the people, Graham. Hey, what's up? What the hell is coming at me here? Graham, great comedian, great friend, but uh, had a viral tweet recently that... uh, (laughs) And got about 380,000 likes, 35,000 retweets. Here was the tweet. It said, uh, if you're over 35, hire movers. Your friends are too old. Nobody wants to slip a disc for pizza and two Bud Lights. Very funny tweet. Very, Very happy it went him, viral. Let's give him his flowers. What, what a great tweet. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you. And a great so, good, I, so good I tried it as a joke, and an audience member was like, that's a meme. You're doing memes. So <laughs> I like I was like, so this funny. premise is ruined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to <laughs> so um, Okay. But yes, yeah, so the tweet goes viral. And, and tell them what happened with the great people at Bud Light, Graham. Well, um, it got picked up by like uh, these like uh, aggregators on Instagram. And uh, so I started and Bud Light started commenting on it like, hey, we're good beer. And I'm being like, yeah, you know, two's not enough. I need at least 40. Uh send me beer and uh, we'll see about it. And then they started interacting with me. And then I was like, can you send me to Bush Gardens? Cause I had just found out like a week earlier that Bush Gardens is actually Anheuser-Busch, the beer company mm-hmm. gardens. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was like, send me to Bush Gardens. And um, they ended up sending me 48 beers and uh, <laughs> they couldn't send me a gift card to Bush Gardens. And like a tickets and a plane to Bush Gardens because the pandemic, it would look bad. So they just yeah. sent me a Visa gift card for two hundred bucks. Look and, at that! And and a bunch of like merch, Bud Light merch. This is truly uh, the most anyone has yes. ever gotten off of a <laughs> yes. viral tweet. <laughs> Absolutely. My my girlfriend has like forty something thousand Twitter followers, and routinely, you know, goes she viral. What, Julia? Like, can we say her name? Yeah, you, yeah Julia. Here? Julia Claire at Julia tweets said that. Go, goes viral like I'm gonna say once a month, like big time, and hasn't got shit. But that's <laughs> that's why men rule and women it rule. Rock. Yeah, you yeah. gotta get yeah. what you're worth. You gotta yeah. ask yeah. light. That's right. <laughs> so <laughs> here's where the bone to pick comes in. Mm-hmm. Well, we've been giving you your flowers. We've been letting you have a nice time talking about uh-huh. going viral. But here's where the rub <laughs> is. Now, about a week after this famous big time tweet about how you hire movers, big time, I yeah. get I get a phone call. The first time Graham K has ever called me in his entire <laughs> life. Didn't even know he had my number. <laughs> and he asks me to help him move a table up the stairs <laughs> in his new apartment. 
and here's the here's the kicker. Well, I'm helping to move this table, which I didn't mind doing. I'm a great friend, good guy. But uh, I'm helping to move this table up the stairs, and I realize he's wearing the Bud Light hat he got from tweeting about how he doesn't ask friends to move. <laughs> well, and certainly he must have paid you to do this, correct, Tommy? Oh no, no, no! Uh, not even he didn't even give me one of his free Bud Lights that I'd heard so much about. <laughs> good point. Yeah, and, man. And let's talk. It's so about funny it. how I did not put any of this together when it was happening. <laughs> did not occur to me till now how ridiculous <laughs> that whole thing is. But how do you hire someone to lift one thing? Of course. Yeah. I, I uh, it was just the irony was too much. To <laughs> I know. You use like a, you use like a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, we work, not we work, uh, like, uh, what the hell is that? like fiverr or whatever like shit where it's like you just hire somebody for something fast i can't remember what the- yeah i think it might be it might be like task rabbit is what you're trying to that's it up. that's what i'm looking yeah, for yeah, task yeah. Rabbit. and you know it's a little pricey it also is funny because before that at, this is post viral tweet you did hire movers and then uh yep. you had a big problem with the movers and you were like god movers are so expensive hey <laughs> they, they they fucking got me i i had when i moved last time i didn't have as much stuff right and then i bought stuff and then i moved and i hired a different moving company because i hired like like a bunch of comics work and so they could give me a discount because we know they weren't i didn't want to like they they were i didn't hire my friends who worked for them but like it was like the same company sure Mm -hmm. and they were like yeah you should go with us we'll give you a discount i was like great and then the guy ended up being so pissed at me. He, I, I, I talked to the comedians after, like, "Oh, you got the 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 only rude guy in the company." And <laughs> Wilfred Padua just he goes, "Oh, that guy is the meanest guy in New York City." <laughs> <laughs> and the guy hated me so much he took away my discount. Damn! Wow. And I don't know what I did. All, all, all I did was show him where the stuff was. He didn't hear that I said there's stuff in both closets. And when I, when I came to do a double check, when they were all done, there was like a closet full of boxes. And then I had to call them and they were already like driving to my new place in the truck and they had to come back. And the guy was like livid, took away my discount and it cost me so much more. It was like, guys, ask your friends to move. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't stress this enough. Yeah. Got your podcast now. We're gonna track yeah. down people's tweets and yeah. Yeah. hypocrisy. Yeah, and I do want to point out that you suffered from something that I think. Uh, so you, you last time you moved, you had less stuff, and mm-hmm. you're suffering from the conundrum that I believe Shakespeare coined: "Mo money, mo problems." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Slight, yeah, 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 yeah. Mo, mo debt, mo problems. So it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Put that couch on credit. Got a lot of problems, but yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> I want to talk to you about. <clears throat> you just returned from beautiful Miami. Ooh. Welcome to Miami. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm yummy. Oh man, this is a music podcast. That. <laughs> that was good. That was really good, Tom. Huh? Thank you. Yeah. Sometimes we sing on the podcast. Why do all <laughs> these musicians get to do it, not us? <laughs> they get to do comedy. That's a good point. True. So tell us about Miami Grammy. <laughs> Miami Grammy. <laughs> uh, well, South Beach sucks. Cuban food oh, is under seasoned. Oh. Um, and 
the weather is beautiful. The beach is lovely. Um, service is very good at restaurants and slow, very, very pleasant and slow. Mm-hmm. Um, and every Lyft or Uber driver is mean and they don't come. <laughs> they can't come. They don't. They can't come. I kept working them. They're so mean. Like, yeah, give me that. Give me that discount, baby. <laughs> give me that. And, and, and uh, anyway, yeah. They, if you order uh, an Uber or a Lyft in Miami, they what they try. They just drive around and try and get you to cancel. Mm-hmm. And it and it it's not something that happened once. It's something that happened eight times. Oh God. Yeah, that happened yeah. to me in LA a bit, where it's like or. I've definitely dealt with that where, and in Chicago too, where I think it, like once they see, sometimes they'll call you and be like, where are you going? And they're not supposed to do that because it's like, then they can determine if they want to just do exactly. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a New York cab in like the nineties. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, when I first moved to New York in 2006, I had a, an interview to be an intern at vice magazine before the internet uh-huh. And uh, and and I was like, like a big fan of the magazine. I was like, oh man, it's gonna be so rad. And and um, I was staying with like uh, a friend on their couch in the city, and I was like running like just on time. And I ran outside and flagged down a cab, and I was like, take me to uh, North Tenth Street in Brooklyn. And mm-hmm. they were like, no. Yep. Like, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I like was two hours late for my interview. <laughs> I just, it is, be- I gotta tell you, that's also, uh, that does not surprise me knowing, uh, yeah. you, Graham. <laughs> I know. I'm a, I'm a huge <laughs> Graham is the latest man I've ever met. And yeah. to the <laughs> we'll stop giving you shit after this, maybe, but, uh, uh-huh. the, um, uh the funniest thing that happens is like we'll play basketball uh when you lived by me uh right outside my apartment and you yeah. lived uh i want to say a good seven minute walk yeah, from my place right. yeah. and we would have set a time to play and you would wake up in a frenzy and go yeah. ah! you're, that's, yeah. your, that's the energy your text had you go i'm gonna be an hour late <laughs> like, you live a seven minute walk away i was like, i'm still in bed yeah i got a I got my career. I got a lot, lot of stuff going on. You know, <laughs> I got a lot of career stuff going on that I got to handle personal stuff, a lot of personal stuff. Uh, when you're a sing, when you're a man, uh, living alone in a studio, mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of burdens, a lot of, yeah. In a, in a pandemic with no career, you got a lot to, lot to juggle, a lot to juggle. And you are a juggler. That's part of the problem. Yeah, I'm not a yeah, and I'm a bad juggler. Yes. A lot of times people yeah. don't realize that sometimes the lightest load is actually the heaviest. Whoa. I don't even want to take the mental energy to figure out what that means. <laughs> uh look, let's talk about this band that you have brought to us today, the Misfits. Yeah. What? what uh, so you chose to defend the Misfits because you feel that uh, they don't get the credit that they deserve. I got a lot of pushback from you guys. Yes, uh, you did. Yes, I got a lot did. of pushback, and I, I it's just I, my- and upon researching them a little bit, I think it was unfair a little bit that we pushed back so hard on you. I do want to also uh, bring to uh, everyone's attention that you also did pitch uh, 
Elton John, which is <laughs> Elvis Presley. <laughs> you pitched Elvis and Elton John, which I, I people make fun of Elton John, and they make fun of they make they make Elton fun of Elvis Johnson, the most beloved uh, musicians <laughs> of all time. Not in Canada. <laughs> well, once you—that's where I'm from. Once we start "Stand by Your Band" Canada, we yeah, will, uh, <laughs> number one. I'll be like, "What? That's crazy! They found a guy to defend Elton John. He's gay. Oh it's the it's the nineties here. Yeah, yep, <laughs> yep. we're behind. No, I'm kidding. We're we're way ahead. Oh, uh, pat, that- we passed legalized uh, gay marriage in in like 2003 or something. We're quite proud of it. I'm proud. But, of it. but you made anyone who liked Elton John have one of those marriages. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Forced we, it yeah. Sorry, yeah. you admitted it. Yeah. Um, We're like the South with like uh, like trans high school athletes. We just check their instead of checking their genitals, we just make them listen to that, and we understand if they're gay or straight. I'm like you go there. Let's you can uh, edit, get you can edit that out. You can edit that out. You can feel free uh, to edit that out. Look, you know that when I say I'm going to edit something out, I do not remember because I did say that you had COVID on the show and I forgot to edit that out. So. Yeah. yeah. And you didn't, and uh, which was a relief for all of us. <laughs> you texted me that you heard that and I was like, oh, I totally forgot I even said Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, having COVID ain't so. I mean, it's not like a scarlet, uh, you know, letter on your chest or whatever. I, when you said that, like, I was like on my way to visit my elderly parents. Mm-hmm. So, and it's because you did have COVID that you chose to travel at that time. Yes, I yeah, <laughs> I have a lot of emotional scars I want to <laughs> get back at them for. Uh, nonetheless. The Misfits. So let's get into your background with them a little bit. So what what inspired you to want to talk about the Misfits today? Okay, so they are a uh, just basically a T-shirt at this point. Everyone looks at the T-shirt, they buy the T-shirt, or they see people wearing the T-shirt, and they don't. Uh, they either don't know it's a band, or they think it's just a, a like. Or they think it's like screamcore music or something like that. I, I, I mean, I, I've shown people the band, younger people or whatever, people who don't know the band, my age, and they're like, oh, I thought this sounds way different than I thought it would. I felt like that too. Yeah. Yeah. And I had never heard them before. Or I just, I never listened to them before. So I was like, <clears throat> I was a little surprised by the sound. Yeah, and so that even like the fact that you haven't listened to them before is a is a reason to do this to bring them up on this podcast. Sure, I feel Fair like enough. I I feel like they're like a huge band that influenced so many bands that we all listen to that are huge. That but no one like they made no money. They were they disbanded in 1983. Didn't make like. As a band, the band members didn't make any money other than Glenn Danzig until the late, not like late nineties. Like Jerry only was working in a machine shop. For, mm-hmm. Like, like he was like, yeah, it wasn't so bad. We made a lot of money uh, selling to the government during uh, like a. He was like working in like New Jersey in a metal shop, and they were mm-hmm. shipping stuff for, to the Gulf War. The first Gulf War, he's like, that was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh man, and and like so, and and Glenn Danzig, who does have a little bit of fame, sort of sort of mainstream fame, and everyone like people like punk rock and stuff. Like I grew up like punk rock. Everyone knows who Glenn Danzig is, 
but he got famous for his band Sam Hain or Danzig. Mm-hmm. And I don't like those bands. Right. You know, and I think that the re- only reason why he be- got any like got like a foothold in the first place to- for those bands to get any, uh, any sort of traction is because of Misfits. And yeah. Misfits today are way bigger in like the uh, in terms of what's considered influence and also just popularity now. I yeah, I mean, they did the garden. Like they, they, yeah. you know, they, they have a lot of fucking people coming out to their shows now. And I was reading about what happened because I didn't. We, Tommy and I both watched this uh, YouTube video that uh, I'm gonna say kind of sucked, but it also yeah. was uh, informative. But uh, about- you, I, the YouTube videos I searched last, like I was looking last night too. They're all embarrassing and i was like maybe i shouldn't have brought this band up (laughs) (laughs) Well, this one i'm gonna play some clips from because so so what happened is this guy uh in brazil made a a mini documentary about misfits and he did it using uh technology that translated into english and it like robotically narrates it and it is so funny (laughs) (laughs) it is uh, very fun so i don't know if you watched that too but i watched the same one last night yeah just to uh just for the listeners to get a taste of what this actually sounds like um let me just make sure that uh let me get my speaker going here really quick and this is the kind of stuff that i like to do (laughs) 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 oh we can't hear the year was 1975 A young boy of just 20 years old, resident of New Jersey, decides to start his first band. This kind of thing was common for the time. Even more common cover bands. So that I wanted to play that intro just so you get a sense of what it is. Yeah. He's like, a young boy in New Jersey started a band. This kind of thing was common at the time. Yeah. <laughs> in the 70s, boys were starting bands. It was, it was happening all over. Yeah, if you are, like, there is a real uh, opportunity to make a half decent YouTube documentary for the misfits. Yes. A lot of, a lot of clicks. The window is open. Yes. The window is wide open. Um, but yeah, the other part I wanted to play with, there's like another minute long clip and the, partially because uh, it has an interesting story about Danzig firing uh, one of the drummers of the band. Oh yeah. So like- the story, the story is interesting and also the translation and robotics are very funny too. So I'm going to play that. Uh, I'll start. All right turned into a Martian in skulls. At that time, the band was already extremely active on the local scene. They performed shows weekly in small concert halls, but had not yet conquered an international space, which contributed to the initial failure of the album to be a commercial failure. Low caches, publicity shows and lack of recognition were constant situations. Due to these factors, it was not possible to remunerate all members of the band, which was the case for example with drummer (laughs) Arthur Googie. He was certainly one of the most active members in the band. He was always participating in the compositions and spent hours a day working for the band, in the suburb of Queens, a place located hours away from his residence. However, all this momentum and dedication for the band ended up having an unexpected end. On a fateful day everyone went out to eat at McDonald's, as usual. Arthur insisted that he would be hungry and wanted another snack, and dancing refused, claiming to have the money counted. The drummer continued to insist, 
which made Glenn angry with him and assault him, and later expelled him from the band. Look, I'm having trouble defending this band. <laughs> that is a great story. And I remember uh, one time, Tommy and I, when we were doing the Stand By Your Band uh, tour, the Battle of the Bands, I told him, we went to McDonald's, and I... Uh, he told me I was only allowed to have a happy meal. And I said, <laughs> I need at least 10 nuggets. And he said, you want your 10 nuggets? And he shoved six of them up my ass. And then Whoa. Happy meal style. Tommy. Again, I respected him more for that. Honestly. I do. Uh, I do like that. They got the robot from fitter happier by radio had yep. some more work. I think it's really cool <laughs> that he's still busy. <laughs> they heard that was that a great was, reference. Oh, we got to hear more of this. <laughs> this is so pleasant. Uh, that is so funny. What maybe, a, I should, maybe I should have defended Radiohead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that you might as well have pitched that. <laughs> you joke, but it's truly maybe needs more defense than Elton John. <laughs> I thought people made fun of Elton John. Oh dear lord. Uh let's uh no, that story is great. I thought you were gonna uh I, I thought that that was gonna be the story about the guy who I loved this story about the guy who uh was hired to play drums and was really nervous and got uh he got too drunk. Oh he, yeah. He was yeah. like, I'm gonna drink to make myself feel less nervous. And then he got so drunk that he couldn't really play. And then Doyle threw him off stage. And then he, <laughs> yeah. and then they were like, and he never played for the band again. And then, yeah, yeah. and it's like, well, good yeah. story. <laughs> band success without drummer had drunk man. <laughs> uh, yeah, but but they, no, they, this this band they they like influenced Metallica and Guns and Roses. Yeah, that was the big thing too. I kind of liked that story where it's uh I think it was it was a bassist for Metallica, Metallica that yeah. uh, was yeah. wearing their t-shirts all the time and got Metallica into them and then that got everybody talking about them again. And yeah. so uh I think it was they started playing he, uh one of the other guys like fully thanked them for the reason that they're a band again and like Yeah. Gun- the Metallica did two covers on on an, an album in the late 80s and then they also and then guns and roses did a cover on the spaghetti incident mm. and those made like made them popular again and then they reissued or that no they didn't reissue static age is an album that they just never released right and they released right. it they made it in 1978 and released it in 1997 crazy and 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 there's like amazing songs on that that's like one of my favorite albums of all time and it's yeah. just because he because danzig would bring it he was ahead of his time he would bring the 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 music to like you know record uh or or, or like um what do you call it um labels record yeah. labels and and was like and they were like this is just noise what the hell are you doing mm-hmm. but it's not it's like it's it's it, taking phil specter wall of sound and just pushing it even more it's just a wall but it, it, there's it's just sped up 1950s rock and roll is all it is the way he sings and everything is he's just early elvis like even the way they dress and everything is just early elvis but through but, but he has like a love of like b horror films and he just mm-hmm, pushed yeah. that through there it's like but the music is like you know you can you snap your fingers to it it's not just like it's not not like that at all no 
It is fun to picture you yeah. at a punk concert and everyone's moshing and you're in the back snapping your fingers like, all right, boys, keep yeah. rocking. <laughs> Man, they beat the piss out of me. <laughs> were you in a punk band or anything or were you just into punk? I was just into it. I had I, I didn't have the courage to to start. It was like that and skateboarding were things I would just look at and be like, cool. <laughs> I'm going to watch. <laughs> yeah. Skateboarding, yeah. I wanted to, like, I went through a, a phase where I was like, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be a fucking badass. And then I fell one time, like a little too hard. And I was like, well, yeah. never again. Oh man. Yeah. I, again. I, I, you have, you have to, like, I'm too, my feet are too big and I'm too tall. Mm-hmm. And Me it too. just, I'm not a, yeah, maybe you have like size 13 feet. I think I feel like it's just, you need, it's, I'm not, I'm top heavy. I, right. I, I have a bit of terrible balance and uh, apparently yeah. that's pretty important for uh, being on a skateboard. Well, who's to say? <laughs> Scientists have not. Uh, yeah. No. No. But but yeah, I, I I just was like always looking. I would like listen to stuff. I and and I was like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. You know, I got I was like into pop punk a bit because mm-hmm. guys I hung out with like Love No Effects, and I definitely loved a, No Effects. I like a few of their songs and some, you know, that kind of genre of music, whatever. I like Bad Religion, and then and then uh, and then. I had a friend, like one of the only true real guys going for it, like a real punk. He had like like a six spike mohawk and he would put like jello and spike him up and stuff. And he loved like horror movies and stuff. He's like, you got to listen to Misfits. And and I was like, this is it. Because I love early Elvis. I love all that early stuff so much. And, 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 and I just needed an updated version. I need like an, a version made for angry teens. Yeah. And I was like, this is, and I liked the way they looked. I liked that they weren't wimpy. I just thought the whole thing, and I, I liked horror movies. It just, and I liked that it was silly. It was like a bit of whimsy. It's one of the reasons why I don't like later Danzig, like Danzig's, like, or Sam Hain, or is like, it's because it's all like actually trying to be in the occult. And like, it's like, no, we're talking about Martians. Like, we're, <laughs> right. like that's, it's yeah. supposed to be a little silly. You know what I mean? Like it should be cartoonish. To, and like, that's yeah. what after he was out of the band, they were like, yeah, it was a cartoon we were doing. And yeah. he was like, well, I'm into the devil. All right. Yeah. 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 It's like, no. And the problem with the, with the band after him is like, so they basically had like a, uh, 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 you know, they, they weren't together for 20 years and then right. they were like, Oh, we're popular again. Let's, let's try and Jerry Lynn was like, I don't want to work in a machine shop. Let's try and make some money. And they had like a big legal legal battle, and he, he they gave him they gave Jerry only the 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 logo and the name, mm. and and then Glenn got all the music, and he's like, and so they had to make their own new music and whatever, and it just that music sucks. Mm-hmm. It's Glenn Danzig is a genius, like, and then they don't they don't have that anymore. It's like, well, we're just gonna have the Doors without, you know, what's his name. Yeah. Jim Morrison. Yeah, Jim Morrison. <laughs> like I was like Morrissey. I was like, that's not it. Uh, <laughs> words without you know, yeah. some guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I think that uh, we should listen to a song now that we. I think you've hyped us up for it. So, what would you like to listen to first, here, Graham? What would you like people to hear? Um, I like she or we are one thirty eight. Okay. Uh, yeah. I've got she at the ready. So let's let's go ahead and hear that. I'll play it right here. 
And he's got like the best voice in like it, it, my favorite rock and roll voice ever. I, I, he can do anything. He's like classically trained, he, and he, but he can like make it a little rougher. And like people weren't doing that. Like do people? He can. He has such good range, and then he can make his voice crack a bit. And that that influenced hardcore so much. The hardcore yeah. didn't exist when he was doing that. Right. That is so weird to hear that song and then see it's 1978. Like that. Yeah. Is wild. Um, yeah that uh written by glenn danzig who was the original singer for misfits uh this song is about the controversy of the patty hearst case hearst is an heiress who was kidnapped by the uh, symbionese uh liberation army but then joined the cause of her captors what a wild story i didn't know that <laughs> i had no idea that was that was i knew patty hearst i didn't know she was about that that's um, that's awesome yeah she was about that life <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh yeah, Tommy, what were you gonna say? <laughs> oh, I just think that the yeah, every song's kind of about the Patty Hearst story. If you really think about it. <laughs> like, if you boil it down, so yeah, you're right. The way she moves, that's <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, we I wanted to hear Pop a song killer. before we got to uh before we get to our regular segment, which I'm very curious about because uh he seemed he seemed excited by this one uh every week we go to our friend and foe of the show jared thompson the resident snob uh the owner of the comedy attic in beautiful bloomington indiana where the limestone fest is rescheduled uh so check that out i think it's limestonefest.com for details that might be september i should check on that but uh yeah, Comedy Attic, uh, they've, they're doing shows too, so check those out. You can stream them, all kinds of good stuff. But here is, uh, here's Jared's thoughts on Misfits. What's up, y'all? This week they went to Jared. The boys are going to have a guest on discussing the Misfits. I assume that this is a discussion and not a defense. I think that they're pretty well, uh, you know, h- highly regarded and respected. Um, and, you know... I look at it like this, like I'm not going to listen to the misfits. It's just not something that I'm going to listen to. Of course, when I was in my formative years in punk, they were a band that people that I knew liked and I would try to listen to it. And it just wasn't for me. And I think that they are a type of band that you could sort of like later in life. Like, I think the songs are good enough that it wouldn't be sort of embarrassing to listen to, even if you didn't listen to, to them now, you know, when you were a kid, but my issue with them has always been that the recording quality is terrible and nobody's really gone and remastered them. And I don't know if it's because they don't have the tapes, you know, they don't have the masters or what, but it's just audibly not great. And, um, you know, Danzig one is to me like fairly close to a masterpiece. So like, I know that if the misfits were able to record the right way that I think I probably would be more open to listening to to them it's really sort of an interesting thing that they're in a lot of ways like as known for like 
sort of the logo and um like a lot of people have you know have the tattoo and you see this stuff used and sort of um copied a lot which is crazy but certainly their place in the history of rock music especially punk is like they're just one of the one of the giants so anyway uh look forward to to listening thanks guys all right that was jared thompson on misfits what do you think graham i mean i think he's right i i it's not it's not a band that i revisit a lot as an adult but like in in that age like that age I still think it's really good. I really do. I just also, I just listen to it for four years straight every day. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and I, and I, I kind of disagree. I mean, about the, the sound quality a bit, it's kind of the point. It's like grungy garagey. It's supposed to sound tinny and not finished. And like, to me, that's sort of the point of punk. I'm sure he'd disagree and could, come up with a bunch of valid reasons why I'm an idiot, but, um, but I, yeah, I, 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 I still like revisiting the songs for this. It still gets me charged up. I still, I still think that that voice is so good. It's Mm -hmm. so damn good. And it's going for it. And it's like simple and fast and it's got harmonies. And, and that's, I just like fast 1950s rock and roll. And I'm looking for that all the time. I still am. Uh, let's hear another song here for an example. So you want to hear We Are 138 next? Um, maybe we should do um, Hybrid Moments. Okay, let's hear Hybrid Moments. I'm going to skip forward a little bit here. It's fun. I like that one a lot. And that's a perfect example of what you're talking about where yeah. it's like that fully sounds this. I'm, I was reading uh, this thing. Uh, it's a uh, DJ D Mac, which I think is Tommy's side project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I got it. Good. Uh, uh, Let's see. Clocking in at a minute and 41 seconds, the song had me pressing rewind multiple times on the old cassette deck. Its melody would be right at home in a 1950s pop tune. It's disturbing lyrics and brutal sounding band. Not so much. Enjoy. Uh, <laughs> Enjoy. Tommy. <laughs> Tommy's classic sign off. <laughs> uh, that is, I mean, that is very cool. Uh, I, yeah, I like that sound a lot. 
I was, I was. Yeah, uh, I like the drums. The drums are just sort of driving, mm-hmm, like it's. Mm-hmm. And um, what was I gonna say? And I do, I do like. Yes, this is uh, not a defense. This, if this is more of like a revisiting or whatever. Yeah. But I also, but I do think I do want to. I do want to say it is a bit of a defense because people don't know. Not enough people know, and like. Yeah. It's you, interesting because like yeah. the fact that they would have kind of just gone in there's a very yeah. uh easy world to imagine where they end up nobodies. Like yeah. you know, and uh if it weren't for this Metallica finding them or uh who else what was the other band that we were talking about that uh Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses, yep. Uh if yeah, if that doesn't happen, they're fucked because <laughs> like for example, that 78, uh, the, the album you were just saying that didn't get put out and then it didn't Bad get put out until 96. It's yeah. like they traded rights to their previous either label or art or, or album for studio time to make that to make those tracks thinking they would get obviously a deal and then nobody fucking wanted it. And so, yeah, yeah there's a world where it just went on with them being nothing unless they have like a weird unless somebody who happened to be in them somebody who was one of the small group of people who were really into them became famous and and gave a spotlight to them yeah i and i wonder how many bands like that because like you have to be like a music nerd like it was all the, the people they were popular in their scene yeah back then and like they did influence hardcore and punk and stuff like that and they created a subgenre that still exists today uh but it it it, it, it they you know they're one of the ones that that's they got lucky and didn't disappear i mean glenn danzig did did make it on his own though you know he also does yeah. seem like he is a psycho uh, yeah like legit yes. and it's funny like uh people i think we'll get to it later in the comments, but I was just reading like Danzig controversy and it's like some of his takes are not so great. And, no, uh, they're all bad. They're all bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's not a, he, I mean, I'm not a, a, you know, I think he's a very good musician for sure. And he has, and he has a great voice and he, you know, he, he was very smart in terms of understanding that you can help. Like he's under, like just the full concept of, of, uh promotion and art including the music on top of that like like they're choosing the skull and choosing the 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 font and everything like that that was all him too he chose all that oh wow which is the crimson ghost they call it yeah whatever. <laughs> it's, it's named after an a, a like a 1940s um serial like about like a there was like this i just saw a clip of it it was just like some 1940s live action cop like mm. cop show before there was tv like a cop show and they like <laughs> face around this ghost with that face <laughs> speaking just, of the the danzig being an asshole stuff there's good stuff about that with the song we just heard uh three or 138 so like a lot of people think there's there's a science fiction movie it's the movie george lucas made before star wars yeah. was thx one one thirty eight, and it was like uh a sci-fi movie that kind of everyone thinks is what inspired the song. Uh, but Danzig like refuses to let that be the thing. And he, yeah. he instructed 
Bobby Steele, he said, if an audience member asks you what it means, we should just laugh and in a mocking tone say, what? You don't know? And sound real snobby. <laughs> Make them feel like every idiot, but you know what it means. So then he was asked in an interview about like, so is it just a reference to the sci-fi movie? And Danzig stated uh, that the other misfits didn't write it. They don't know what the fuck it's about. It's about violence. Yep. So that's yeah. uh, <laughs> that's yeah. what you're gonna get. It's yeah. about that's violence. what we'll get. Yeah. I feel like uh, I just have to go back because there was some fruit hanging, and I gotta pick it up. You said the phrase uh, "1940s cereal," and I just want to point out that the only 1940s cereal I care about is World War II O's. <laughs> You're right. I did leave some pretty big fruit back there. <laughs> we left that on the table. Yeah, I'm a dumbass. I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're man. They're good. They're good. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. It's it's just all sorts of the marshmallows, all sorts of different shapes. Yeah, there was a shrapnel prize. Yeah. And if you think that you get this riff, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. This riff is about violence. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It truly is. It truly is about about the war. No. Yeah, it's but that you could see how like a character like Glenn Danzig would make a sixteen-year-old uh, boy think like, yeah, that, that's cool. Yeah. Yes. Violence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Get it? Not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's hear that. Let's hear we are one thirty-eight. We just heard that one. No, we didn't. What? No, we heard. Oh, we didn't. Oh, I messed up. I love, I love, I love the good. Yeah, he spent a lot of time on the lyrics, which is important. But he, <laughs> he I love the like guitar solo because it's like a fuck you to all the like ten minute guitar solos in that era. You know, it's like these that jam band bullshit, and it's just like we're the op. Here's a guitar solo. Done. <laughs> it's like the song's like a minute and a half which i like ramones were like doing it but they're like this this is like one of the first bands to ever do like a minute and a half song get in get out fuck you this is it it's not a, about anything it's about the energy it's, you know and 
and just that little fuck you to guitar solos, I think is hilarious. <laughs> well, you know what annoys me? The song is one minute and 40 seconds. Cut off two seconds. Just yeah. make it a yeah. minute. <laughs> Come on. Ah, that's so good. That's hilarious. <laughs> You're so close. That's hilarious. so... Can't that's, two to cut. <laughs> I can't... That's, that's how dumb I am. I've listened to this song one million times. <laughs> Never put that together. So close. Maybe they were aiming for 138 and they just fucked it up. They couldn't. Yeah, remember. yeah. The production was bad. They were trying. <laughs> Press stop. 38. Yeah. 38. <laughs> this song is one minute and 38 seconds long. <laughs> uh, all right. What would you like to hear next here, Graham? We got. Um, I would like to hear. Um, I'd like to hear. Come back. Because this one's a little different. I'm going to skip forward a little bit here. I, I played that for my basketball team in the bus, and everyone told me to turn it off. <laughs> uh, that is, yeah, that is not quite a. Uh, I, although it is like come back, like maybe you were down, and uh, we're gonna come back tonight. It's like you're yeah. on the way to a game. You're like, all right, we're definitely gonna be down to start. Yeah, come back. Yeah, well, our, our 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 best player is injured. I'm starting. We'll be we'll be we're gonna need to come back. <laughs> <laughs> I have to point out that uh, on songmeanings.com, Backup Dork commented, I like to pretend he's saying come bath. So uh, there's one way to do it. Um, Man, Misfits fans are cool. (laughs) Right? Okay, so there's uh, some conflict in the comments here. Uh, Regular Johnny says this song is about a raven that Glenn found on the side of the road. He took care of it and helped heal it. When the raven was uh, healed, <laughs> it blew away. Oh, and, man. Um, Beck Bitch says mm. uh, the song is about a guy cheating. The girl and him break up, and he thinks she knows what happened, and he wants her back. Pretty simple. Uh, well, not according to regular Johnny, but that's for you two to figure out. If it's between a regular guy and a bitch, I know who I'm choosing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It could be about that raven that I, is not not mentioned once. 
That might be it. Somebody else said I would uh this is uh RJM17W and uh they say I would say the song is an ode to Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven if anyone knows Danzig's history one of his favorite authors bar none was and it still is Edgar Allan Poe with comeback it's safe to say that Danzig wanted the story to continue he then put his own little twist on the continuation of the poem the song has always been one of my favorites especially the static age version Poetry, romance, horror, death, a timeless masterpiece. It is funny the way Danzig in an interview I was listening to talks about like other people were into stupid stuff. I was into Edgar Allan Poe. It's like we we all read Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of the curriculum. <laughs> Dude, I don't think it's the same thing. And it's so lame. Like everybody else read. Yeah, it's exactly what he said. He's like, everybody else was reading dumb shit. And I was reading Edgar Allan Poe. It's like yeah. You got to go deeper than that if you're yeah. going to be an asshole about it. <laughs> he really is. He's he's just like a guy from New Jersey. <laughs> yes. Some, some cocky Italian man from New Jersey. That's, you know. And I I have to point out that Graham did mention that uh, they never say the word Raven in the song. The first line of the song is, come back, little Raven, and bite my face. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> no, no, impossible to confirm, but it might be. <laughs> no, about it, taking care of a raven. They never, never mentioned that. Hell, you're not gonna give him this yeah. one. You're gonna... One of the reasons, one of the reasons why I don't like, or, or why I, I like, <laughs> why I don't like Tom is why that... <laughs> often points out my glaring mistakes, <laughs> as friends should. But I, I but here, here's the thing: is I, uh, I think one of the reasons why I like sort of why I like punk rock and where I definitely gravitated to it when I was a teenager anyway, was that I can't hear lyrics. I have no idea what anyone's saying at any time. You're I don't know that I don't, I just, I like the, I like the energy. I like the emotion. I can under, I understand like uh, choruses. Mm-hmm. I'm a big chorus guy, but uh, anything else I, I really can't, I don't know if that's like or what that is, but I, if anyone out there, uh, also can't hear the lyrics message me, but I doubt that you, <laughs> if you're listening to a music podcast, you probably, you probably No, actually you'd be surprised. A lot of people don't give a shit about lyrics. I, yeah. however, I don't, I don't give a shit. I can't, I can't understand what they're saying. I can't hear them. I, I, I can't rem- remember. Them. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, all right. We got two songs left to, to cruise through here. So which would you like to hear first out of these last two? Um, We've got Bullet and Teenagers from Mars. Well, we'll go with Bullet and then we'll end with a fun one. Okay, let's do that. Here's Bullet. Shadow 
And that song is, of course, about an eagle that Johnny only uh, found, yes. uh, you know, by the road and nursed back to life. And it, uh, and then it went on to murder him. You know, <laughs> 70s, man. The 70s had such cool music names. Nowadays, you'd probably be Johnny Only fans. <laughs> Truly. <I> mean, <laughs> he'd be, but he, he'd be, we would be working at a machine shop. He'd be a million. Oh, that's true. Oh, it's a machine shop. <laughs> this guy, he's oh, his dear, dear God, what is he doing on to himself? Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, I don't know. Like that, that song is, it's, it's okay. There are, there are definitely better misfit songs. I didn't choose the six best misfit songs. Um, but that song is an example of, how subversive they were subversive they were back then. Like mm-hmm. they're talking about President Kenny getting shot in the head. Yeah. And Texas is the reason why the president is dead. And mm-hmm. and like a, a bunch of sexual stuff about, ja- about Jack- fucking Jackie Kennedy and like him and her like fucking the president and all this stuff. And it's like you just didn't hear that kind of stuff. And and it there was like a a bit of a wall like a a cultural wall that they were pushing that they were like right at the edge of like you just didn't hear this kind of shit Mm -hmm. before and like there there had like there was like a i think for the this was a single they released or they released like uh two tracks on on whatever they were called and like and 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 the the cover art is john like a cartoon of john candy getting his head shot off and it's like that that's like nuts back then. That, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it downright provocative. Yeah. All right. Wow. <laughs> that's what I'll say. Whoa. <laughs> I mean. Sorry, buddy. All right. I mean, if you want to go there, dude. Had if you want to go there. Uh, let's go ahead and hear this last song, and uh, and then we'll get to the comments from uh, from the listeners. So let's hear "Teenagers from Mars." <laughs> Teenagers from Mars. That's just good, clean fun. That's you know? a good, clean fun song. A scary idea, but yeah, fun nonetheless. Um, that definitely sounds very fifties ish. I, I I enjoyed that. That had a very. Uh, I, I want to listen to that on a on a beach. 
People, people will ask you to turn it off. I've tried. <laughs> not relaxing enough. Uh, fun yeah. song though. Yeah, that is just uh, that is just some fun, fun music. Nobody's mad about that. Um, I'm curious just to hear what people what people say. I mean, yeah, that's I'm excited because we had a ton of comments. So. Uh, should we just get to it? Uh, oh shit. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, it'll be, uh, uh, very interesting to see what people are getting into on this one, because uh, there was uh, so many comments. I was surprised that we got uh, so many. So let's just jump straight to them because we've heard the songs. Now we've heard what Jared has to say. Now let's hear from the peanut gallery, the people who listen to the show. And first off, as always, we're going to go to the Patreon. Let's see what the people of Patreon have to say. Uh, let me find the little emails here. And uh, by the way, we just got some new Patreon subscribers. Thanks for joining it. We do appreciate you. And uh, it's uh, we love you. You you mean the world to us that you pay your measly sum to uh, <laughs> bonus episodes every week. And also, yeah, uh, there's a tier where you can be a guest. There's all kinds of fun shit you can do on that Patreon. So get over there if you haven't already done it. But uh, for now, what's important is if you're on the Patreon, you get, you guaranteed get your comment read as long as it's not uh, something that's supposed to be offensive to the guest. Um, all right. Weston says they're up there with Rob Zombie in the guys who just really like horror movies and also rock hall of fame. Danzig is a bit of a clown, but I can't help but love guys who just make songs about bad horror movies and bones. Fair enough. Uh, Timothy Hooper says once dated a girl who was really into the misfits and twisted T bit of a train wreck. Shit still slaps <laughs> though. Can't throw on where Eagles dare or skulls without wrecking my apartment and scaring my kids. Now, when you say into the misfits and twisted T, are you talking about the drink twisted T or is that a band? I think I, I've never heard of twisted T the band. I think it has to be the drink. Yeah. It's not in caps. So it sounds like she gets all fucked up on twisted T and then wrecks his place. Yeah. Also, that is um, my only fan's name is twisted T. So if you yeah. that, that might be what she was into. Twisted uh, teats. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, John Bill and CD says uh, where Eagles dare and last caress are insanely fun songs to sing. Mm -hmm. Uh, except despite the ridiculousness of the song, I raped your mother today is a line to skip when you're no longer a punk kid. Uh, yeah, that's why one of the reasons why I didn't choose that. It sounds so good. And even back then, I was like, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I, it's supposed to be uh, like a, a spoof and like the, the thinking of what a, what a killer would think or whatever. But it's a little much. Mm -hmm. It's a bit much. Uh, yeah. He says, uh, Danzig has a fantastic voice. Static Age is a wonderful album. Also, check out, uh, check the appearance of, uh, is it Michael Graves or Michelle Graves? Michelle Graves? It, it's, I'm confused here, but it looks like Michael Graves from a later iteration of The Misfits talking about conservative punk. Uh, this is on The Daily Show. So look up, uh, it looks like if you look up The Daily Show with Jon Stewart and The Clash, you'll find, uh, you'll find this uh, interview he's talking uh -huh. about. Ryan Polson says the picture of Danzig carrying the kitty litter is an all time great. All right. Yeah. Yeah, man. Look, I'm going to look that up. It's just a picture of him in like a grocery store parking lot. Just like, like he's like, I'm the devil. And then he's in the grocery store just getting kitty litter. Like, that is the funny. <laughs> he's like, kind of, he's kind of balding and kind of, yeah. he's like, it, that is really funny. It's great. 
Uh, Lita Class writes, I really like the Bouncing Souls cover of Hybrid Moments, and I think Green Day does it too. Uh, yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, they're a great uh, band to cover. Uh, Blink-182 might, actually. I'm not sure. But uh, they're a great band to cover. I want a karaoke Hybrid Moments now. I love that song. Uh, it's possible both, or maybe she's just right. Uh, Ted Evans says, hell of a run in World Championship Wrestling in 99. Surprise, Jerry only uh, never went on to headline WrestleMania. Oh, I didn't know that he did that. I didn't know that either. He's a big guy. Those guys are... They are so ripped. Yeah. They're they're just like buff. Yeah, it's really weird. Oh, sorry, go ahead. They were like high school. Glenn Danzig was like... they, They just... Him and his buddy, the original drummer, knew that Jerry only... They saw him with a, a bass guitar in the back seat of his car. And they're like, you play bass? And he, uh-huh. just, and he was like, yeah. But he's like happened to be like a football player for the high school. He's like he's like a jock. So Wild. Yeah. Um, Tommy, do we get any on Twitter here? Yeah, we got some Twitter. Uh, Brian Breslau said their logo does wonders for denim jackets. And then he said mm. uh, they're pioneers of playing three power chords and making fierce punk melodies. Well, maybe the Ramones to whatever. I'm not going to erase that text. Uh, Admiral Snackbar said if you can play a power chord on guitar, you can play every Misfits song, and that is great. Uh, Max Bettman said this old man plays a, mitzf- a Misfits cover every jam night. And a box of Altoids said original lineup is good. Everything after Danzig left is pretty trash. Yeah. Um. Damn. This. I agree with that. Mm. Uh. Damn. I was trying to remember. Uh. The. Uh. This old man. He played. (laughs) (laughs) And I couldn't pull it. So there you go. Just know it was a possible riff that uh, could have been great. Uh. Uh, let's see here on the Facebook, Jeremy Levenbach says Saturday night is a surprisingly good later era misfits track. Uh, Gwen Sunkle says alcoholic uncles love them. Uh, I saw the, mis- <laughs> uh, just got some good information, but, uh, we'll talk about that after the show. Uh, David Rader says, I saw the misfits back when, uh, Jerry only was on vocals and he dedicated last caress to his son. Uh, and that is the song we were just talking about that uh, <laughs> he, goes on to say he changed the lyric from, I raped your mother today to, I kissed your mother today. That's nice. I like that better. <laughs> this is a great fix. And, yeah. <laughs> boy, would have loved to be in the room for pitches on that one. Cause I think I might've, uh, thrown that one out there day one. Um, but he says, but we didn't know he was going to do that when he dedicated the song. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, Darren Patterson says, I ain't no goddamn son of a bitch. Um, have to assume that's a reference to a song. That's where he goes to hear chorus. Yep. Uh, John Rosenberger says, one of my favorite things about them was they scheduled this huge sold out stadium tour a couple of years ago. And their opening acts were mostly like relatively local punk and hardcore bands that had mostly played little indie venues. And it gave them a lot of exposure. The NYC, uh, and then Kevin Bannon says the NYC show was pretty great. Rancid and the damned. Uh, played not exactly local acts, but pretty awesome nonetheless. But uh, that is cool. I love that they did that. Uh, I probably just didn't want to pay. <laughs> yeah, knowing now that we yeah. know what a cheap ass Danzig is. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Gra- uh, John Torres says Michael Graves rules and Jerry only had that weird copyright lawsuit with the logo, I believe. He put that thing on everything. Nothing more punk rock than a Misfits shower curtain. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just so funny how like you you have all these ideals and then you become fifty five and you're like, I don't want to be in a weird home. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sell this shit. And like, and like, same thing happened with like, with Glenn Danzig was like, I'm not going to be part of the band. I, I, do my, I do my own thing. And then just, like, Misfits got so big that he's like, all right, I'll come back. I make some money. Like, well, they, yeah. he came apparently. So the, one of the documentaries I watched was like, they haven't re, they, they haven't played together as a band since blah, blah, blah. And it was made in 2013. And then in 2016, they got back together. And yeah. of course, it was a cash grab. But part of it was a lawsuit that required him to play 10 shows huh. uh, as part of the settlement. Um, and I they they did the 10th already. So I don't know if they're going to keep going or not post-COVID. But uh, yeah, it was like, it made it seem like, oh yeah, we're friends again. But from what I read, it was also legally like he had to right. um, right. it, it does seem like he just is an asshole about yeah it yeah but, he's uh, not cool i'm not i'm not here to say that he's he's a cool guy no we're gonna edit it to say <laughs> yeah. we're gonna edit it to uh i'm gonna edit that not out of what you just said he's cool i'm, I'm you're gonna to say he's a cool guy yeah you're gonna use that 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 technology they use for the YouTube that guy used for the YouTube Graham videos just for the whole time. Cool. I am Graham, and <laughs> I think Glenn Danzig is cooler now than ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Women should have sex with him. Um, we'll just and read me. a couple more because uh, we are out of time here. But Hattie Hayes says, my little brother doesn't know that I follow him on Spotify and I will regularly see his listening now go from the Misfits to Abba to Meatloaf back to the Misfits. I don't know. It just makes me feel proud. Who, who is she following? Her brother. Her brother. Oh, that's hilarious. I, love that. I thought it was me. I was like, that's, that's fine. <laughs> Um, there's so many. It's hard to like. It's hard to you know cut these. That's what you guys. The have? thing is, like, it's one of those bands that's like, if you like it, you like it a lot. So it's gonna promote some sort of zealotry to the people listening. But then I, I this might be the lowest listened episode you've you've had. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll have the most comments. <laughs> it's we'll see. I I doubt that. But uh, Shannon Norman says I got a Misfits tattoo three days after I turned eighteen. Uh, the day I turned 18, I got the black flag bars. And for some reason I got a second misfit test, uh, misfit tattoo a few months later. They meant a lot at the time, obviously, but now they are more of a, Oh yeah, I do like them kind of band. I met hmm. Michael Graves when I was working on a local TV show and filmed a segment with him where the host had me show him my misfit tattoo and pretend to be excited about meeting him. This was shortly after he founded punks for Bush. And I really had to <laughs> cheap seats to feign excitement. Uh, afterwards he gave me his acoustic solo album I got drunk and threw it out of my friend's car on the highway during the drive home that night <laughs> all in all I give the Misfits, uh, the Misfits a 6 out of 10 <laughs> That's a good I agree one. with that I agree with that everything she did uh, alright we'll read one more and I, I hate to do this because uh, so many of these came up uh, during the pod so I apologize if you had a great one and I missed it and uh, there you go but um the last one I'll read here is from James Isaiah Munoz says the songs were easy enough to learn on guitar. And have you ever heard their live recordings? They sounded so fast and so sloppy at times. Anyone who heard it, who wanted to play punk rock had their, I can do this moment. I don't think I've ever been in a band where we didn't have at least one misfits cover that we almost never played live, but only learned because they were so fun and simple. Also, my buddy made these bumper stickers. 
uh, for all the Michael Graves fans out there. And uh, it's a bumper sticker that says honk. If you hate Michael Graves, (laughs) (laughs) right. Uh, But you know, it sounds like he sucks. So there you go. Um, Oh, Andy Sanford says, love him. Hung out with Jerry only and Michael Graves at uh, dragon con. Couldn't tell Graves. I hate his vocals. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. That uh, is going to do it for this uh, part of the podcast. And we have one last thing and we got to get out of here. So we'll do a quick Graham. You get to give your final thoughts on this band before we rate this playlist. I think this is an excellent band. If you are a uh, teenager and you have some angst and you want to maybe start a band because it's easy. And I also think that it's an example of how punk rock can have a melody. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's 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 not metal. It's 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 punk, and it's it's supposed to be fun. I think it's yeah. I don't know. I just it's good. It it makes me want to run through a wall in a good way, and I like that. That is that's a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's I like that a lot. Tommy, uh, I'm gonna let you take the the lead on this one. What do you what do you think about uh, this Misfits playlist? I had a very very brief Misfits phase when I was playing drums in a punk band in high school and we, we did cover where eagles dare so it was like the very stereotypical thing uh and i do really like glenn danzig's voice so i um i definitely enjoyed listening to it i, I put it in like the four out of six range for me it's not something i i, I don't listen to too much punk at all anymore um but i do think that they yeah were really good at what they did and in that 77 to 83 period they put out some pretty amazing songs so i like them it's a four out of six uh, you, it's, we're right on the same page here, Tommy, but, uh, I, so I never listened to the Misfits before they were just a t-shirt to me and a cool t-shirt, but I never did. I, it didn't, uh, work on me where I decided to look into it. I thought perhaps they might be too scary for me and it turns out <laughs> that I was wrong, uh, way more pleasant than I expected it to yeah. be, but it is a band that I, um, I probably would not seek out now in my thirties, you know? Uh, Absolutely. I totally, I feel the same way about myself. Mm, yeah. I get, yeah. I will say this, uh, it, but it was good though. I mean, I, it's not something that was like abysmal to listen to. And uh, I'm not, I'm going to go a little higher in uh, honor of the holiday. I'm going to go for 20 baby. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, 420 out of six. Yeah, that's great. Right. Yep. The best rating anyone's ever gotten. On this <laughs> oh <my show>. <laughs> uh, Graham, you also get to rate this playlist out of six. What do you think? Um, I, I think I'm not going to give it a six, but I, I, I'll give it a five. I think I did a great job constructing a playlist. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I could, I could, there was another song I could have put on there. That's a little different. Um, yeah, I it's it's a it's a it's a time capsule of my youth, which is why I like it. I love it. It well, it, 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 it it shaped me as well as Guns and Roses. I think you did a great job here today, Graham, and we love you. And we're so grateful to have you on. Is there anything you'd like to promote on the way out? You have your new podcast that's great, uh, the Edge Lords. Is that yeah? A- yes. Thank you. It's a. a- it's a fake edgy podcast is two nice guy, nice, nice enough comedians trying to figure out how to be edgy. It's called the edge Lords. It's with Robbie Slowick. Um, I'm proud of it. I think it's funny. We have a lot of great guests. We got to have both you guys on please sometimes. Yeah, and sure. um, also uh, I have a special yeah. uh, on YouTube 
that I'm very proud of. It uh, was uh, just, I'm from Canada, it was only available in Canada on a streaming service up there and it just got released on YouTube, so America Hell can listen yeah. to it. And it's, uh, it's called Graham K. And the, the, the title is Stupid Jokes. If you look for there on YouTube, you'll find it. Thanks very much. Yes, Graham is the best. So good. Oh, Check that out. You guys and, are the best. Uh, get on our Patreon, $3 a month. And I will be hitting the road now that I'm fully vaxxed and all that good shit. I'm going to be this weekend, if you're listening, the week that comes out, I will be at Mohegan Sun uh, Comics Roadhouse. That's the comedy club in uh, Connecticut at uh, Mohegan Sun. And that is uh, this Thursday through Saturday. It's April 22nd to 24th, to be exact. And I'll be headlining the DC Improv uh, May 20th through the 22nd, which is a dream. I'm uh, very excited. So I would love to see you guys come out. And uh, then there's more stuff coming. But um, yeah, get on the Patreon. And then Tommy, what do you got? Yeah, come to see me and Luke Modison's show, 515 at the Bell House. Uh, Grandma, it's great to have you. Oh, Thanks so much. I, I uh, can I quickly say that I, I actually am going to be in uh, Houston, Texas, on the 30th of April, and uh, I'm also going to be in Indianapolis at Helium on the 22nd to the 25th. Thanks very Hell much. Yeah. You can't say that, but uh, that's fair. Cut that out. Uh, yeah. All right. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for listening, and thanks so much, Graham. Keep it crispy, everybody. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.